Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and good night. And the reason why we say good morning, good evening, and good night is because we have people listening to us from all over the place at different times. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, it's a real pleasure to be here on Radio Italia Uno and Happy Business Radio. Happy Business Radio today has got a couple of um, special guests in the audience here uh, with us, and we'll introduce our guest in a minute. But uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you again to the people that sent me some emails. It's really great. Um, I, I got a couple of messages that I was uh, a bit concerned about because somebody uh, asked a couple of questions and I thought, what, was that me? And uh, when I answered them, it was really funny because I said, can you tell me a bit more about what you said here and here? And what had happened was they were listening to our podcast and um, then later they heard something else that, that referred back to what I said, but it was on a different podcast and they were disagreeing with the way the person had said it on that other podcast. And when he uh, sent me an email, he said, oh, how could you say this, this, this? And I said, like, I know what I say. I sort of have a pretty good idea of uh, how I present things. But it was really interesting because when I did um, send the email back, asked the guy about what, what was that uh, he was uh, concerned about, it came back. But it was really interesting because it taught both of us a really good lesson because – Slightly different cultures will say things slightly different ways, and and it's funny because uh, this week we had the same thing with Matt. Didn't I, we? Matt. I, I wouldn't say slightly Matt, different Matt, cultures Matt. say slightly different things. That's I would better. say they say things completely different. I'm married to a Chinese woman, so yeah. I, I wouldn't even <laughs> I wouldn't even say yeah yeah I, yeah. I would take exception with slightly. Yeah, but I'd say completely. Yeah, but what 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 also happens is uh, Matt that. I might say something where um, I'm talking to a friend or something like David, for example, who's our special guest today, David Cronin. Uh, welcome to the program, David. Thank, thank you, Peter. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. David and I have known each other for a long, long, long time. Oh, poor David. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we've worked together as a entertainers and, and professional um, presenters for a long time. And um, David has actually written a play about uh, thing, and we'll come back to that in just a minute, but I just want to finish what I was saying. Um, when I explained to this chap that sent me an email about what was happening, I said, look, this is what I was doing and this is what I said and that's what the program was about. And then he actually went back to listen to it and he said, I can't hear that part in your program. Then he remembered that he had listened to another podcast mm. and he said it must have been in that other thing and when he went back and found it, Obviously, he apologised to me, but I said, look, it's not about apologising because it's about listening to different people and getting the same information in a different way. And sometimes, you know, I, I will tell you, you, Matt, you said about your wife, but I'll tell my wife something in a particular way and then she'll hear it from somebody else and take it as gospel. Mm, yeah. you know, but from me, she won't necessarily take it. And that's what's happening all the time. So I say to people, look, you know, I sent you a message and you said, what the hell are you saying? I said, well, I don't know. I was just trying to be funny. That mm. was me trying to be funny. Where you, with an American uh, concept, you come in and say something, you know, and some people have this uh, right over sort of way they do things. And I think, well, that's cool. But, you know, we have to accept that people will, will say things in a different way. And it's not meant to be nasty. It's, not, it's just their sense of humor or their way of presenting it. And 
I've got a particular client that I've been working with and I go in there sometimes with some of the people, you have to be like a sergeant major. You got to, you know, like you've been in the army, you know what it's like and, and the American sort of thing, you know, jump and then, I'll, you know, all you have to ask is how high, um, where this guy says, no, don't do that, don't do that, you know. So you've got to really pussyfoot him along. Mm-hmm. But he will take it real kindly and will do it really well if you're just very gentle with him. As mm-hmm. soon as you're tough with him, he'll just back off and hide in his, you know, and that's the big thing. I want to make that a point because when we're trying to motivate people, different people get motivated different ways, Right. But now, David, welcome again to the program. Thank oh, you for coming in today. Lovely to be here, Peter. David Cronin is a, a professional speaker, a trainer. He's a, a clown. He's a magician. He's a professional entertainer, a playwright and songwriter. Um, does it all in, a, in, in the entertainment business. But also, which is really good, he's been running the laughter clubs of uh, South Australia for a long, long time. Uh, and um, he and I started them way, way back 30-odd years ago. That's right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> and still doing laughter, well, wellness. They are really yeah. wellness workshops because yeah. I use a lot of other strategies. Yes. We're doing yeah. fitness in the park, for example, over yes. uh, the coming months. Uh, but I'm focusing more on the writing now, Peter, yes. and um, not so much the performing. So yes. the wellness and the writing are... Yeah. My two main bag. Well, this is what we're yeah. going to talk about today because in Adelaide there is the Fringe Festival that's just about to start at the end of this month and go through right through the end of February, right through to end of March. So it's a whole month of uh, March madness, as we call it in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah mad but, March. <laughs> yeah, mad March. But what is really interesting is that you've been in the business of show business and entertainment business literally as long as I've known you and that's, you know... Oh, yeah, before that even, yeah, before that I was in Europe and I was working there for a good 15 years. I went over, I was an expat, yeah, yeah, working, based in Germany, but uh, yeah, yeah, I even came down to Italy to go to a Teatro Scuola, yeah, Yeah, Bito a Roma, (laughs) Unano. And you worked worked in Germany and uh, all over Europe, basically, And, and now you've written this play, which is called... Uh, the man who wrote Shakespeare. It is, yes. So tell us about that. They have found the real author. It's uh, only in the 21st century, Peter, a lady discovered this man. She was digging, a, th- a researcher. And, uh, the, yeah, and a lot of people will think, oh, well, not another contender, you know, a conspiracy, blah, blah. But this guy is the real deal. I've got his library. Mm-hmm. It's been sitting there in this um, country house. I've, I've been there in 2017. I went to this right. country house. His whole library is intact. So the true author has wow. been found, the writer of the works over yeah. 20, 30 years. He kept his secret so well mm-hmm. it got buried for 400 years. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. The mystery has been solved. This is one of the greatest mysteries of modern history. Yes, especially because the English, uh, you know, proudly so, say, oh, Shakespeare was one of their greatest writers and great their literary geniuses Mm. and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, he's up there with the Queen uh, as as that kind of respect. But believe it or not, you know, he's bigger in Japan, Germany, you name it. You know, bigger than England even, yeah. Really? He's huge all over the world, of course. Well, his plays are, I mean, his plays. Yes, um, yes. They're played in every theatre, yes. every major theatre in the world. I I, I went to uh, mm-hmm. Poland uh, recently, or a few years ago now, but, <laughs> time flies, but uh, mm. three, four years ago already this year, and we were at the um, Warsaw, and in the main theatre there, 
they were doing a Shakespearean play. Exactly, as I say, so, all over the world. And uh, there are dedicated companies even for Shakespeare festivals mm-hmm. uh, that happen all year. So there are companies doing only Shakespeare. Yeah. But remember, we're talking about the plays. And, yes. And what happens is... Uh, they combine the man with mm-hmm. the plays over 400 years, so they've conflated the two together. Mm-hmm. So the the man becomes the plays, and he gets all the respect. This uh, William of Stratford mm-hmm. has become the icon, you know, with, like it or not. So, yeah. And I'm not out to change people's belief. My, my belief is that there, now we've found the writer... Um, they, he had a theatre man who put those plays on, and William was that man. He chose Shakespeare as the brand name to the yes. writer, so that name is going to stay. You're not going to change that, you know. But we now that we know about the writer, we're able to understand his works a lot more because we can follow his life intimately. He was a very prominent, important man, a popular politician. Mm-hmm. He was also a successful businessman, a diplomat. Mm-hmm. That means he, he was um, travelling to France as the ambassador. All sorts of... So he's high, right up there, you know, at the top of the parliament. In mm-hmm. those days, parliament was really emerging and, and finding a balance with the king and the queen. And he, he was one of the top politicians mm-hmm. in his day. So he had a whole... He's got a whole paper trail. You know, obviously, the English recorded everything. So we are able to follow his whole life. And that links with the plays. For example, when they, he wrote yeah. all those letters, he was constantly writing as a businessman and politician... So those letters we can actually analyse now thanks to computer yeah. science <laughs> and follow, for example, you know, they say, oh, so much of this letter, 33% of the words in that letter were used in the play that he was writing at the time. He actually used mm-hmm. the same words. Yeah. And you can link those over and over again during the year he the wrote. Phrases, the phrases. The phrases and yes. the words yes. were literally the same ones he'd and used. And, of course, they'd change over the years in the letters. So when you do that over 25 years, literally time and time again, link those words and those yeah. plays, then you get beyond the probable. And there are scientific methods now that they can use to say, okay, um, this is more than probable, this is almost certain. Yeah. Yes, unless he was an avid Shakespearean and he read all Shakespeare's plays and, and then wrote yeah, it. <laughs> no, look, 100% certain we yeah. are not. No, no, no. No, no, that's right. You, we can't say, <coughs> I leave that up as I say to people's belief because... Belief is a funny thing, you know, they don't want to change because yeah. he's the incumbent and, uh, yeah, time, it's become a rusted on belief, yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting because I, I have seen films in the past about mm-hmm. that very story or similar no, stories. No, it's a different story, different yeah. man, yeah, <coughs> yeah, this is a new man yeah. and, uh, yeah, they've had, DeVere was the closest, they made a film mm. about him recently called Anonymous. There's a beautiful thing called Bill too, which is yeah. lovely uh, for Good comedy. Look that up yeah. <laughs> for the times too. Yeah, there are various other com- uh, contenders around, but um, this man is so new, no one's heard about him. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. Mm. Oh, good. And All his right. name is? Well, I ask people to come along to the play to find that out, mm. and then, of course, I've got to keep the secret. Mm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, the reason I do that, Matt, is that... Um, the establishment uh, is so strong, they actually have a stranglehold even on Wikipedia. They are able to just say this is oh, just a conspiracy and they don't allow the truth to be told. They are that powerful. Oh, yes, yes. There's a lot of, you know, in academia, you, all around in every university, they don't even allow debate about this, let alone um, this new authors. Yeah, they, they, you can't write about it or do a thesis on, on, the, on this debate. 
in academia. You won't be allowed to because the professors, you know, they have so much um, in, invested in all that. There's a huge, commercially, of course, Stratford-on-Avon <coughs> is the second biggest thing after London. It's huge, you know. People, it's like a pilgrimage from all around the world, yeah. they come there. To go Shakespeare's Yeah, uh, and then, of course, as I mentioned, in the theatres, there's yeah. a huge investment for people's whole livelihoods. So, yeah. 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 So there's no academic uh, backing on... Miss Feller. There are books written about it by very prominent people, professors who uh, do have read the have read the evidence, and they believe. Yeah, once you read, you know, you just got to spend an hour actually looking at the real facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's all it takes. But a lot of people won't even spend that time. No. Well, mm. the reason um, you know why we have you here, David, is to talk about this because mm. it's like any business. I mean, some friends of mine have started a new uh, computer language. Right, mm-hmm. and it's called Runlink, yep. and um, Runlink technology is going to take over what's happening at the moment. But yep. uh, some academias, of course, say no, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. It won't work in this case. It won't work in that case, right. or whatever. So, w- to change people's minds is always the hardest thing to do. Yeah, and, no. As I say, I'm not going to. Yeah, this is a huge thing, and uh, it's been around for 400 years. Changing belief it's a funny thing but i don't want to change people's belief i just want them to at least have, have a, a look, look. so i've, I've sugared the pill by putting <laughs> it into a play you know I, the truth is hard to take yeah it is hard to swallow well, you know especially when it's after so long so we've got a play which is very entertaining it's got songs in it to lighten up the more serious aspects of it so normally there's a few songs you know the fool comes and links the scenes i've got more she's beautiful emily yep Emily Jo Davidson is a beautiful, and uh, it's at Star Theatres, yeah. but it, you book through the Fringe. We're yeah, well, on we'll, the fifth, sixth, and seventh of March. We'll come back and talk about that a bit more. Oh, but great! There's yeah. the fifth, sixth, seventh of March, and it's called "The Man Who Wrote Shakespeare." That's in Adelaide, of course. For the people listening on podcast, this may not be that interesting to you, but when you think of it from a business point of view, when you think of it from a, I a plan theatrical. Yeah, well, I'm saying is like the art of business, and that's what this is all about. So that's what we're promoting: how somebody uh, from after doing some research can change a whole mindset of people and have fun doing it. So we'll yeah, come, we'll come straight that, back. We have about. to take a break now, so we'll come straight back and uh, talk a bit more about that. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, a family-owned and operated business for 19 years and counting. Our showroom and coffee machine workshop is based in Adelaide City Centre, where we showcase coffee machines, all types of coffee accessories and complimentary products, as well as five of our very own coffee blends, including our most popular Dolce Vita blend. Fine Choice Coffee Solutions is SA's home and authorised service centre for the fully automatic Euro coffee machines. Our staff are friendly and welcoming, and always looking forward to meeting new customers so come and say hi at 264 Gilbert Street in the city or you can shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au Gallipo Foods dal 1983 leader australiano nella vendita di distribuzione di una vasta gamma di generi alimentari tra i quali il prosciutto Spears dal gusto unico e delicato al palato Innovazione, professionalità e forte rapporto con dipendenti, clienti e fornitori fanno di Gallipo Foods uno dei distributori più grandi, rispettati e premiati in tutta Australia. Gallipo Foods, stima, 
fiducia e qualità. The event presented by Radio Italia Uno and Unique Stone has been postponed to Friday the 26th of March with a new program, an exciting and engaging show with double the entertainment and music. Guests of the evening are James Liotta, Daniela Fontanarosa and Sonic Circle, Rocco Speranza. Friday the 26th of March in the spectacular Woodville Town Hall Theatre. Doors open at 6.30pm. Tickets already purchased for February the 13th are directly valid for March the 26th. If If you want to book new tickets, don't wait. Call the radio at 8212-3177. 212-3177. In addition to the major sponsor Unique Stone, we're happy to have our platinum sponsors by our side. Mitola Family Farm and Northeast Isuzu. Radio Italia Uno. Sempre di più. Radio Italia Uno. Okay, thank you, Matt. Thank you very much. And thank you to listeners of uh, Radio Italia Uno and Happy Business Radio. Happy Business Radio. Today we have uh, David Cronin with us. David is an actor, performer, a presenter, you, you name it, he's done it. He's been in business for a long, long time. He's promoted, uh, produced and written uh, songs and also plays. And at the moment he's written a play called The Man Who Wrote Shakespeare. And it's going to be on in Adelaide during the end of February and the March the 5th, 6th, 7th um, at the Star Theatre at Hilton. Now, I know we're talking about stuff and people who are listening to this podcast, um, you know, can't necessarily come to Adelaide. But the reason why we're talking about this is because it's the art of business. We're talking about business overall. And we're talking about any person who has a, a heart and soul for business can and must you know, succeed. And of course, the best way to succeed is to dive right in and do it, or more importantly, get a mentor, get a coach. And we talk about this all the time. Um, there are lots and lots of stuff on radio, television, uh, podcasts all over the place about mentors, about coaches, you know, YouTube, uh, you name it, you can find it. But, you know, give us a call and uh, I can help you. Uh, give us a call. I'll get Matt to help you. Give us a call. I'll find somebody that can help you. So if you're interested in doing playwright or something like that, I wouldn't try and coach you to do that. But what I could do, I could say, look, I know David and I'll introduce you to David. I know other people in the theatre, I'll introduce you to them. If you want to start a business in a particular area, get in touch with me and I will be able to put you in touch with the people who are doing that sort of thing. But of course, you know, like Matt said a couple of weeks ago, with his, um, you know, three minutes of uh, motivation and, and stuff like that. You know, you look at the Beatles, people said, oh, no, nah, we don't need them, we don't need that band, there's enough guitar bands around. People looked at Elvis Presley and said, you know, like, him, nah, he'll never do, he'll never work, you know, and, and yet he became the biggest artist in the world, you know, lots and lots and lots of similar examples. People mm -hmm. who started a business from their garage, people who started a business from their kitchen table. Amazon, the biggest business in the world today, or one of the biggest businesses in the world today, started from somebody's kitchen table. So this is what we're talking about week after week after week. And what happens is if you have an idea that you think, wow, I'd like this to work, or I think this might work, or where do I get some help from, That's what this is all about. Give us a call and we will help you or we'll put you in touch with somebody who can help you. 
And the most important thing to remember, it doesn't always cost a lot of money to get good help. It's no. so important, Peter. Yeah. yeah, I was only this morning, uh, I start Monday morning with my mentor, mm-hmm. coach. Uh, we had a session half an hour, eight o'clock this morning, and um, that is so important to have in business. Mm-hmm. I agree totally. The thing about theatre is it's a highly, probably the most collaborative art, so it's very much like business. It's a team game. You mm. really need that team around you. So as the writer of this play, uh, I need all those people to around put you. the play on, you know. <laughs> mm. it's a, so you've got the director, not, not just the actors, but <clears throat> the producer, the costume lady, you know, and the whole physical theatre thing. Yeah. Uh, so I just come in with the idea of the play on paper and they bring it to life. Yep. And that's, that's yeah. That's, that's the what, beauty of that's uh, no, a real business. That's it's a business. A whole industry. Yeah. Well, you know, we always say you know this is show business, but what a lot of people don't understand, it's like twenty percent is the show, eighty percent of it is the business side of it. Oh yeah, you know, it's at least fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think mm. it's more than that because I think yep. uh, any actor, any performer, or whatever, um, needs a manager Definitely. to to get yeah, his work yeah. and needs an agent to get the work from. You know, so, you know, you need a, a – the performer has to be 100% good, right? 100% good. That's oh, the you performer. you still got to have the but skill you, and talent. You need, sure. yeah, you need yeah. the, the uh, agent to get you the work. You need the manager to manage yep. the work. You need uh, a good accountant. You need a good solicitor. All those sort of mm-hmm. things are things that you need to, to do really well. And, and that's the problem we have today that we don't have – those people around us, like you said, there's no use going into a theatre and say, okay, I'm going to put on a play. You need all the other people behind the scenes to help you, the, the stage manager, the props, the costumes, all yeah, that sort of stuff. totally, Peter, yeah. And I, I was so happy I found uh, not only a fantastic uh, director for this, um, the producer helped find the actors. I mean, I couldn't have done it without those people and their skills. You know, it wasn't me. I just came in and said, I want to do this play, and he, he loved the idea so much. Because it is uh, very powerful. He realised the scope of this. It's going to affect a lot of people, as you say. You know, mm-hmm. and change their brains a little bit and rewire <laughs> them. It is a very controversial, challenging and provocative play, yes. Mm. Oh, good on you. What, 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 I mean, it's great the, the fact the point that you make about it takes a team. The other thing that leapt out at me when Peter was talking about uh, keys to success that I think that you, from just meeting you, that you exemplify would be uh, doing what you love. Um, if you're passionate about what you're doing, then you can be a lot more successful. I mean, what oh, do you think about totally, that? Totally, Matt. Yeah, that's the only way to sustain a writer. I mean, a movie can take 10 years. A play took, this has taken five years of my life. You know, the research is huge because you have to get it right. This is the language of Shakespeare. So I've incorporated um, half the songs, for example, are he- using his words. I haven't changed the word. I've just rearranged them into songs, for example. So I was very, uh, as much as possible, true to his, not just the facts, because this is a real story, remember, it's based on truth. But I was true to the language. So because the play set 400 years back, I needed to have mentors and, and actual editors going through the drafts and checking, you know, have I got any modern language in there? So it's very easy to slip in, you know, we say things. Yeah. 
normally today that we, they didn't say 400 years ago. So, so they won't be referencing <laughs> iPads and iPhones in this play? Uh, I did have one version mm. where there were some car chases and some mm. pretty hairy escapes, mm. yes, but <laughs> they got edited out, yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> you could have changed it into a cart chase or yeah. horse and cart or something horse like that. <laughs> That's right. No, nah, the rocket ships and uh, yeah. the internet were... Um, nah, but... Funnily enough, this guy, this writer, he's invented hundreds or even thousands of words we still use today. He was so inventive and creative, yeah. A lot of his language we don't even realise we use. <laughs> mm. Well, the thing about this is that it shows that, you, like Matt said as well, like I was saying before, that the collaboration you need to get a play going, yeah. it's yeah. the same as if you've got an idea for a business or your current business and you want to take it to the next level or – you know, two levels above, you've got to, first of all, you've got to plan it to, to go up there. Yep. And, you know, and I'm, I'm impressed the fact that you said, uh, I was going to ask you, but you mentioned it, that it's taken you over five years to research this and then put it together and then have it drafted and, and say, look, this is what I want to write. And somebody goes, no, 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 that's not right. Do, the, do it yep. this way. That's wrong. Or you can't use those words. You've got to. So how many people who are in business right now have done that with their business? You know, how many people have had a business needs analysis done? How many people have actually had somebody go through their business and say, why are you doing this? Uh, yep. That's what we've always done. Mm. Or we've done that like that before. Now, why are you doing the same thing? When are you going to innovate? What's the next thing in your business? You know, what's the next thing in your brain? What's the next thing in the way you're doing things? And this is what I like to challenge people all the time when I'm talking, coaching and presenting people with ideas. What are you doing and why are you doing it? And what other way could you do it? And, you know, the biggest thing that I've, I've learned from my mentors, you know, like Tony Robbins and a, a lot of other people and, and a couple of the people that are no longer around, but I still listen to their stuff or I grew up with listening to their stuff. Yep. What they've said to me, when something goes wrong, you've got to write down straight away at least three things, minimum, you should come up with five, but three things you could do to change it. You know, three things or five things and put five things down. One of them's got to be totally ridiculous, right? Totally ridiculous. That's and right. one yeah. of them's got to be <laughs> so far out that it would never happen. But what yeah. it does, by thinking that far away, it makes you become more creative. But also it relax, relaxes you and l l relieves the stress, you know. And yeah. when something really, really bad happens, and I learned this from different people have told me the same thing in different ways, but I remember going to Tony Robbins like 40 years ago, right, in my 30s, I went to see him. And the, the fact is he said to me or he said to the audience, you know, there's about 5,000 people in that auditorium that day, and he said there was something went really bad. One of his partners took all his money and something else, something else, something else. And it, don't you just hate it when somebody – tells you exactly what you've been saying along. One of his assistants who hadn't been working for him very long and didn't know that you couldn't say this to Tony <laughs> said, ah, oh, Tony, but don't you always say, what's good about this? He said, what's good about this? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> and the other, the other person said, hang on, hang on. She's only just started working for us, you know. And he said, yep, yep. At, but that turned him around, mm. made him realise he was at the, you know, he was about to, kill somebody and then found out how bad something happened to him that taken all his money and made it really, really bad and his business was going bankrupt. It's really, really bad. And soon as he said, whew, took a breath and said, oh, yeah, okay, what's good about this? He said, right, 
One thing is, it's never going to happen again, <laughs> right? <laughs> Two things is, I'm going to put things in place that it would never happen again. I'm going to put checkpoints in. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And that. He came up with a list of about 50 things, mm. why it wasn't mm. going to happen again. And you know what? It relieved the tension. He said, great, let's sit down. Let's work on it straight away. He got his whole team together. He sat down, worked it all out. Yep. And in no time at all, he had no pressure, no stress. But what he did do, which is really important, he started to focus on how to get his business back on top without all these other steps. Because he had already been up there, so he knew what it was like. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what I'm talking about. This And, and writing the play for you, I, I know you wrote a book and I know I've written a book. And when I went to my editor or to a person that I thought was going to be my editor – crossed out half the chapters and I said don't be stupid I said that's in oh but that's not important and then I realized you know what I realized which was really important the person I went to had no idea about what I was writing therefore they were trying to edit it like a storybook rather than as a uh, lecture sort of thing Mm -hmm. or as a uh, information book right they were into stories and they were wanting me to write it as a story so I said okay I can write it as a story but that's not what this particular chapters about mm. this yeah. is like information chapter same thing happened to you me know. yeah my editor had to um take out some some material. i've got my wellness book coming out actually yeah. in a few weeks oh, with my other hat but um yeah play writing writing is a process and then any art it's the same in art or business you uh, you only learn by failure that's the yeah. reality you actually keep failing and failing as an artist yeah. <laughs> because you're, but, you're it's never mm. what you really want so you just do the next you yeah. just have to keep going on and on and looking at like you say focusing on the good and that's that's the greatest mentors always say always look for the good yeah. and focus on that little seed and mm. it will grow the the thing that's important here that i want to make a really really important is i went to an editor because i had no idea right somebody said oh yeah go to this person there an editor great okay what's an editor but i found that that editor wasn't the one that i needed for my particular book yeah yeah so when right. i went Find back the to right the people. i went yeah. back to the yeah. printer and, and the the guy that put it all together helped me with it and i said okay who mm. else have you got who's another editor I said oh this person over here i'll send them a copy as well yeah. so all of a sudden i got a report from this other person and i thought yes they understand what this book's about you know and that's what that's the style I want yeah. it to be edited. Yeah, you know? yeah, I found that too. Finding the right people it takes time, but I've got, uh, for example, professionals helping me with the social media now yeah. because the marketing, as you say, is just as important as writing the play. So she's Getting making it out sure there. that it gets yeah. out there the message properly. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. can do a few posts on LinkedIn, but she does it really regularly yeah. and makes it really look re- excellent yeah. too, as well. She's got all those skills. Good. So, yeah, you need that team around you. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying every week we're, we're talking to Matt and a few of the other people that come on the show I always say you know come in talk to me let me know what you're looking for if I can't help you off find somebody who can and this is so important because too often people will go to a coach go to a mentor and say oh no it didn't work and they stop you know yeah. but look we've got to go to a break and we'll come straight back so um, we'll continue with this line because it's so important for people out there in business to get a coach get a mentor and not necessarily stay with that same person for too long right That's if right. they're not yeah, taking you, you in the direction you want to take too. okay yeah, yeah. we'll come straight back thank you Bonacera restaurant where you eat Italian style come and visit our elegant reception room For weddings, baptisms, family functions and much more with a capability of up to 100 people. 
Eating at Bonacera restaurant is like emerging ourselves in the all-Italian dream. On Friday and Saturday, lots of music in our piano bar, and you'll taste the fabulous specials of our Maria. At Bonacera restaurant, fixed price includes three courses, dessert and coffee. Bookings 8379-5647. Bonacera restaurant, 295 Glen Osmond Road, Glenunga. Yo, ciao, Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone, delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone, granito, marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 82. Double six, double two, eight zero. Unique stone. We won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. Now it's time for a mentoring session with Happy Business Radio. Okay, thank you. Uh, listen, this is the point of time where we have Matt's motivation uh, little speech. So, Matt, over to you. I heard the story years and years and years ago. I, I can't remember where, but I want to share it with you now. It's about a guy who was down on his luck, which a lot of us can relate to right now. And he hopped a freight train going from one side of the United States all the way to the other. And he closed the door behind him, come to find out to his horror and dismay that he locked himself in a refrigeration car. And he's banging on the door, banging, fighting, scratching, pulling, trying to open up the door. And, he, and after about 25, 30 minutes of effort, he realizes he's not going to get out. He also realized that the train is going all the way across the country. And it's, very, and it's unlikely or probably impossible that it's going to be opened in time for him to survive. So he slumps against the back wall of the refrigeration car. He finds a little scrappy bit of paper laying on the, some butcher paper or something laying down on the ground. He has a pencil in his pocket and he starts writing his last communication to the world. He writes about how he loves his family. He wrote about his regrets. He wrote about how he wishes he would have spent more time with his children. All these things, it was a very touching letter. And you can see as he wrote, his handwriting got more and more messy to the point at the end where it was an illegible scrawl, of course, because he was freezing to death. And I'm sorry to tell you this story does not have a happy ending. The train gets all the way to the other side of the United States. They open up the door and they find him inside dead. The coroner does an autopsy on him and they find that he has all the symptoms of freezing to death. But the interesting thing is, the railroad car refrigeration unit was never turned on. He convinced himself in his mind that he was going to freeze to death, so he did. And the mind is a powerful thing. It takes us the direction of our most dominant thought. There are studies in the New England, I believe it's the New England Journal of Medicine, where people with multiple personality disorder manifest symptoms of diabetes in one personality, but not another, merely because of their mind where scars appear and disappear merely because of their mind. These are documented facts. This is not X-Files stuff. 
Remember that your mind will take you in the direction of your most dominant thought. Make those dominant thoughts positive. How true. How very, very true. Thank you very much, Matt. That's a great story, and uh, it's so true in today. You can achieve whatever you want to achieve if you set your mind to it, and you have the right coaches and mentors. Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. for Talking Real Estate, your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts, plus report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 till 10 a.m. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show. Radio Italia Uno. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Thank you. Thank you very much for staying with us and thank you for listening to us. Please help us by sharing this podcast. Uh, help us by telling people about our radio show that goes on live in Adelaide at uh, 2 till 3 every Monday afternoon. And of course, on our podcast. And of course, special thanks to Podcast City, uh, Ron, who helps us with this. And we really appreciate all his help. And if anybody wants to do a podcast, please get in touch with Radio Italia Uno here and ask for Ron and uh, Ron at Podcast City. Um, we'll be able to help you. It's fantastic. Um, also, please support the people who support us. We want to say thank you to all our uh, special uh, customers and clients and people who are um, – we advertise here on radio. And if you want to advertise your business on radio, you want to find out how to increase your business this year – uh, get in touch with me, get in touch with us here and more than happy to help you uh, do a commercial for your show. Um, we really appreciate the people that support us, so please support the people who support us. Now, um, Matt, you were saying during the break, of course, we can't stop talking. <laughs> so, Matt, you had a couple of questions you wanted to raise? Yeah, I just wanted to make a comment real quick on uh, the, you know, when you have when something goes wrong, make a list of three to five things. Some of those would be crazy to get yourself thinking creatively. That's, that, was, that was a great uh, tip and insight. Uh, one thing that, that's worked well for me in the past uh, is I think about it whenever I have a challenge or a, an issue, I think immediately, because I, I used to wrestle. Mm-hmm. So I would think immediately about how can I reverse this? Because in wrestling, you know, you yeah. get two points for a reversal. Okay. Uh (laughs) So I say, how can I reverse the situation or how can I turn it to my advantage? That's what what you learn in the services. When something goes wrong, how do you flip, flip the situation? So it's to your advantage. So I think that's really uh, a key thing uh, to think about or, and and to try to look at events kind of in that, uh, you know, the fable of the guy that gets the Chinese, gets the horse in China, you know, he, gets the the family gets a horse and all the friends are like oh that's great mm-hmm. and then the the his the son, son breaks his leg breaks yeah, his leg yeah. on the horse oh that's 
it's terrible. One. And then yeah. the army comes to take all the men away yeah. to war, but his rig's broken, so he doesn't go. That's great. And then it goes on and on. So yeah. Yeah. events, a lot of times, uh, you want to try to keep them in context that in the big picture, they might be negative, they might be positive. You, It's how you, you know, spin the situation to your advantage. Totally. So that's, that's yeah. one thing that I do you wanted know to that, talk about. Do you know that full story of that? Uh, I, I only on, know, yeah, but that's, I, I yeah. only know like the six, okay. the six steps or something. six steps is <laughs> okay. enough uh, well, to okay. learn the lesson. I, I think, mean, we yeah. should do that because a lot of people I've heard that story so many times, and every time I hear it, it brings me up to a new level. Mm. It's like reading a book, you know. You read a book, and then um, you go back and you put it down, and you pick it up again, and you read it, and you think. That chapter wasn't in that book last yeah, time I yeah. read it. No, I revisited that, that, that only two weeks ago. You got yeah. other, other questions, Matt? Or? Yeah, I wanted to d- discuss. Uh, I, I wanted to know where else your play is playing. Is this the is this the great pre- the great? Um, oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. also in the country. We're going to Auburn Art Center. Mm-hmm. At uh, the twentieth of March. Uh, yeah, yeah, just near, south right, of Clare. Yeah, that's south right. Of Clare. Yeah, yeah, they've got a lovely country arts centre. We're in the courthouse there, and then uh, the night before, we're in Wallaroo at the town hall. That's the Copper Triangle up there. And, yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, do you have a tour planned for Australia at this point, or is that something in the works? Or yeah, definitely. We look at uh, going around the country centres and then interstate. Uh, as soon as the play's over, the director's going across to Melbourne to look at venues. Yeah, and, and we'll take it into COVID, Depending Wonderful. on the COVID. Well, obviously, the... travel, yeah. yeah. But who knows yeah, yeah. what happens anywhere. So we're just really going ahead with planning. And Yeah, good. Make the plans. Work we later. have to, yeah. Yep. We can't stop. We did it last October. The show went well. Yeah. We had full houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was half full, but it was every night was full. We did seven shows in October to run this play and yeah. and it's going great. Yeah. Was that in Adelaide? Or? In Adelaide, yeah. Oh, okay. We just went ahead even with all of that yeah. happening. Yeah, we just found everything and put it together, yeah, and ran seven shows, yeah. Good Fabulous. And what's the name of your wellness book coming out? It's called Breathe, Play, Laugh. Hmm. Yeah, a little um, take on Elizabeth Gilbert if you breathe, play, laugh. <laughs> so, um that's, yeah, about those three things. My, my focus, the play important, I, that's the link exactly, I write plays. But I believe that through drama we can find ourselves, you know, we can reconnect to ourselves. So I do drama workshops as well, and they're, well, really clown workshops in a way, but they're about finding yourself, connecting to yourself, and then, of course, you connect with others when you laugh a lot. Well, that inner clown is so important. That laughing is so important. It's finding it's, that inner clown, yeah, that inner yeah. wellness, yeah, for yourself. And really, but it's really finding your own story. Uh, these are stories that we write, but you have to write your own story and be a star of your own story too, not just a, you know, a walk-on player or a bit player. Yeah. I remember reading, uh, seeing an inter- interview, I think, with Tennessee Williams, and he talks about that, that he has to write about what he knows. Mm. So he always wrote about people that, uh, you know, had to struggle for their reason, you know, people that mm-hmm. were about to crack, and that's mm-hmm. how he Yeah, he and that's very much where this play is pitched, because, you know, it's not just asking who wrote Shakespeare, it's why... Did he become the greatest writer, not just a good writer or a fantastic... You know, there are a lot of good writers around during the uh, whole history of famous authors, but he became the greatest. So there was a reason for that, and that's what this play focuses on. How... What turned him around, you know, was it... Was it... Wasn't just that he was highly educated and he loved politics, he loved, you know, communicating... 
he had also a traumatic incident in his life that you know turned him around and and he could have he could have collapsed with that failure yep. he lost everything in his life you mm. know and uh, but he rose to the challenge and it took him 10 years to get out of that hole mm. he was financially well, ruined everything well yeah. that's what happens with businesses and that's what's happened you know matt said a few times on on here he's been a millionaire three or four times and now he's learned how to keep it you know <laughs> but but you know the the, the story of most self-made my wife insisted <laughs> it really yeah. wasn't my decision all oh, right yeah but, you know the fact is that a lot of self-made millionaires will tell you the story when they yep. were that close to being broke or where they were broke and oh, then yeah, come back yeah. and start it again and then went mm. broke again and then all of a sudden, they go, no, yep. I can't do that again. And then they went broke again and all of a sudden on the third or fourth time they've, they've managed it and kept it all together. And, and this is the biggest problem with a lot of businesses. They're afraid of making the move. Now, yep. you know, I talk about self-esteem and stuff like that and with laughter and laughter therapy, um, a lot of people – um, their anxiety is what's stopping them. Of course, you know, yeah, their anxiety, that terror they're, they're of afraid taking of, a risk. Yeah, what if this happens? Huge. What if that yeah, happens? Yeah. And they don't take the risk. I mean, what if it does and it works? <laughs> then we'll what? never know. Yeah, as they right. say. No, you never know until you go. Have a go, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you have to have a go. And this is what this is all about. This is what the show is all about. That's what we want to try and encourage more and more and more people to start their own business, to work their businesses. And if you're in business, what are you doing and why? That's the two questions I ask all the time. You know, I, I become like a, a two, three year old child where they say, why daddy, why, why daddy, why? You know, and I, yeah. I, I just say the same thing to business people, you know, and most of them say, what, stop asking. And I said, yeah, but that's what you got me here for. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then all of a sudden right. they realise that there's some changes made. Mm. What is really, really interesting, there was a business I worked with a couple of years ago. We just did a, like a six week uh, thing with them on, on a consulting and they turned their business from almost failing to start to, you know, they, were, they could see the light at the end of the tunnel. I tell you what, that tunnel has opened up to a huge, huge, um, for them, and they've gone overseas and they've, they've grown so big. And unfortunately now with this thing in China happening, it's sort of affected Australian industries and uh, exports and um you know, things are going to change a little bit for them. But I've asked them to do a few other things. They came back to me and said, look, now that we've had this situation, what's your idea for this? And I said, look, I'll come back to you and find out. So we made arrangements. All of a sudden, their business is taking off again, mm -hmm. right? Because this is the point. The people, you get to a certain point where, you know, even in a gold mine, at some stage you're going to run out of gold. <laughs> and that's what people don't realise, you know. Um, Argyle Diamond Mine, one of the biggest... Uh, pink diamond mines in the world. I think there are only it, two. Yeah, well, there's some in Africa somewhere and there's a couple somewhere else, but there was a gold mine in Argyle Diamond Mine in northwestern Australia, um, in, in the Kimberleys up there, and that's about to shut down, right? They've been mining up there for a long time and pink diamonds are very rare, and uh, but now it's coming to a close. See, so you, you've got to realise that everything you do has got to come to a close. And the biggest problem we had here a couple of years ago, and Matt and I were talking about it before, where they have no succession plan, right? There's a guy that started a business. His father started it. He took it over, ran it really well. His son comes along and his father now says, all right, take over the business. The guy says, I don't want to do it. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to retire. You no, know? that's right, and Peter. You're <laughs> either growing or you're not. And uh, it's a bit like the end of life too, in mm-hmm. a way. It's the same sort of thing. You have to plan just as much for an end of business, as yeah. you say, and move mm. on. Maybe change it completely. Who knows? How to delegate, yeah. how to, yeah. how to yeah. move it on, how to sell it, how to pass it on to yeah. the next generation. So these are all part of planning you see and that's all the the art of business is so important there's a lot more to it than most people realize going back to the point you made before about just being willing to take a risk i mean this is something people don't really think about unless they have a business and some of them don't even think about it when they do have a business but even the government okay even the government uh wants you to open a business um, and there are the reason the laws are the way they are as far as bankruptcies, liquidation, so on and so forth, is to allow and encourage people to take risks. Uh, because if they weren't, the laws weren't set up the way they were, not as many people would. So the whole idea of a company going all the way back to the original corporation, the East India uh, Corporation, uh, was that there is some limited liability, you're protected. Mm-hmm. So where you might put in a lot of love and toil and tears and sweat into the business, you are protected from, you know, ending up in debtor's prison or walking around in the street just wearing a barrel. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to remember that. I mean, and, and you know, I don't, I don't think and people on their deathbed don't sit around going, oh, I wish I hadn't have taken that risk. Yeah. Very few people do that. Most people go, man, I wish I would have taken that risk and seen what happened. Yeah. yeah. I think the, totally. the, the thing is that we've, we've um, mentioned week after week here is that most people regret what they didn't do, not necessarily what they did do. Yep. You know, and, and the, the, the film, the bucket list that came out and all that sort of stuff. And we yeah, hear yeah, about yeah. it all the time now. And 100,000 people uh, went to a trip that year because they saw it. Yeah, there, was a, there was a movie, um, an English movie about a, a lady going to Greece. And, and, um, and all of a sudden that year, like a million and a half uh, English women went to Greece you know, after yeah, watching that yeah. movie, you know. Um, yeah, well, the beautiful thing about putting this play out is we're taking a risk because um, the point of the fringe is it's actually a showcase. There are 200 delegates from around Australia, all around the world, who come to look for their festivals and their theatres. So really what we do is marketing. The, the fringe is a marketing a exercise, yeah, actually. Yeah. You know, as, long, as much as we love an audience to come into the theatre, they, it's about these people looking at the play and yeah. taking it. Well, right, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Uh, the The Adelaide Fringe is the biggest fringe festival in the whole Southern Hemisphere. After Edinburgh, and, and it's the Edin- second biggest in the uh, world. Yeah, yeah the yeah. second biggest in the world. Edinburgh mm. in Scotland is the number one fringe. Yeah, it's and bigger than Montreal, Ad- all yeah. of that. Yeah, and bigger Ad- than Melbourne. Yeah. And we, we've grown those festivals. So what happened after they lost the Grand Prix is they yeah. seeded all these little festivals. And they've all, we were the first yeah. to have, uh, you know, Theatre Festival, Major. Adelaide, now they've all copied. Yeah. They copy everything we do. Yeah. <laughs> Adelaide is about the Because we good models. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, the thing is that um, we've got to wind up shortly, but um, I just want to say thank you, David, for coming in. It's My pleasure, really Peter. Great yeah, to have thank you, here. you Matt. Um, mm. It's good to introduce you to Radio Italia Uno again. I know you've been on before, and um, <laughs> you know we'll have you back again because you're, you're such an interesting character and you've got so many things that you can help us with and we can help you with. Cheers, Peter. So thank you. We'll come back in a minute. <laughs> 
At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Okay, thank you very much for listening, of course, with uh, Radio Italia Uno and Happy Business Radio. Uh, Matt's been in the studio with us today, Matt McQuinley, and of course our special guest has been uh, David Cronin, a friend of mine for a long, long, long time. And David has just written this play, which is called A Man Who Wrote, The Man Who Wrote Shakespeare, and it will be on the 5th, 6th and 7th of March here in Adelaide at the Fringe Festival. And uh, please uh, look it up, book it in and go and have a look at it. You'll, you'll be surprised about what you learn from it. Matt, you just did a really good intro on your uh, motivational story. I, I've heard that story before and it's so true for so many people. You get what you believe and some people find it really hard and they go through life and with big changes. And you were mentioning before um, Mark Twain and... Shakespeare and that. So what was the point you were going to make? Well, I, I just am intrigued by his play and uh, I w- wanted him to kind of expand on, on you know, how, you know, the adversity that uh, this anonymous writer had affected the rest of his life and his work. I mean, as it did Mark Twain and other people like that that had, uh, had big changes in their careers. Yeah, there were other authors too who have gone through a lot. He was a high-flying politician, as I mentioned, and he went totally back to rock bottom because he was caught up in a political coup at the time. And uh, he spent two years in the Tower of London, and in that time (laughs) he was literally, you know, under threat of death or um, who knows what, assassination. And of course, the food was lousy too. Yeah, they don't put <laughs> they don't put mints on your pillow there. I don't. Think. He was used to eating, you know, the best, the cream and fine wine, etc. Um, he went literally back to basics. So, um, and the rats, you know, ate most of the the rotten food anyway. That was so. That was the the real catharsis. The trauma took him to a whole new level of writing, I believe. That's what created the greatest writer in history and um, changed him. For before that, he was writing really good comedies and histories, etc. But that brought him to really looking deep into himself. He wrote Hamlet in the Tower, believe it or not, and two mm. other plays. He was, uh, you know, uh, separated from his wife for two years. He wrote, what, about jealousy, the greatest play about jealousy written, Othello. Yep. 
and uh, and another play there, very very deep. And he came out of that for eight years. He had to struggle with financial ruin, everything. So he wrote the problem plays, which nobody's understood. Why did he write these crazy weird plays? You know, and he got out of that debt and the humiliation, the shame and despair, and he. He reconciled and, and found redemption, yeah, through that, through that writing process. Mm. So basically when you're going through the toughest times, like some businesses have been going through this last year or so, oh, yeah. you, really need, yeah. you really need help. You really need some external thing. So the old thing, I keep saying it, only you can do it or you can't do it alone, you know. So you, you need somebody to help you. Oh, but, definitely. You know, yeah, and yeah. And he had a fr- his best friend was there, luckily, uh, helped him through yeah. too. Yeah, that was very important. He was actually in the tower with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, but that's, that's just it. Sometimes, um, you know, when you're in business, when you're struggling through business, I know, Matt, you've been through, like I said, a, a few changes. I mean, did you pick yourself up or did you have somebody else? I, I, I wasn't lucky enough to have mentors. I had to yeah. kind of do it on my own. Yeah. But I, I did write down here that I need to go to Rikers Island or San Quentin yeah. to, to hit my goals. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, the thing is, that what, what happens in business, um, it's like some theater people, some artists, they want to do it all themselves. They don't realize that by you can't be in a play by yourself. You've got to be in a play with other players, with other actors, with other yeah, performers. Yeah, definitely. Peter, and that's you, been my biggest you, lesson with this, yeah, to yeah. really rely on a team and their talents, yeah. And that's the magic word, team, because so many people think they, they're the boss, they're going to do it, they're just going to tell everybody what to do. But without having people to do it, without having people around you, you just can't do it. So I totally buy into that. Yeah. Mm. So you the, the thing is the the better you learn how to pick a team, the better you learn how to work with a team, the faster your business is going to grow. And it's as simple as that. And uh, we have to go. I want to say thank you very much to everybody. Thank you, Ron, for allow- helping us with the podcast. David, thank you very much for coming in. Look, go and have a look. The man who wrote Shakespeare, I'm sure you'll come away scratching your head and saying, wow. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Talk to you soon. See Bye. you at Shakespeare. Bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.